Aiko, my name is Rania Odey-Matt and I'm a creative in Accra. With me today is Mensa, mighty Mensa. <laughs> Mensa is a British Guinean creative, music producer, MC, songwriter, vocalist, and rapper. He's played an important role in how we experience contemporary Guinean music, either directly or indirectly by producing for some of our best known artists, as well as some international ones. After her first solo album in 2011, number one, Mango Street, which gained a cult-like following in Ghana, he went on to become one half of the Fucking Boys, then the lead vocalist and co-producer of Afro-Electro band, Red Red. I've known him to be inspired and inspiring, a deep alternative thinker and a hard worker, someone I'm privileged to call a brother and who's infinitely dear to me. Mensa, thank you so much for joining me today. Ah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, hmm, how's the situation in your garden? Are you still having a problem with your monster weeds? <laughs> oh, Rania, this mountain of a question. Um, so, I had one of my good friends, Freddie, come from Manchester last week to help me clear it a bit more. For those who don't know the backstory, I'm trying to do, <laughs> do my back garden as, you know, as my new hobby, but it's not a small thing. And I think, actually, I'm trying to overcome this trauma as a child, you know. You know, my dad is an avid gardener, like, you know, the kind of person who had me cleaning the leaves of the flowers every morning. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the evening to make sure there was no dust in it and, you know, specific times of watering and knowing when and stuff like that. He still is, you know, my dad's in his 80s now and that's his pride and choice. So I'm feeling horribly just to answer your question right now. <laughs> it's, it's quite overwhelming, you know, and it, but I've been speaking to people, they've, you know, they've been advising me, I'm going to get some, um, some planters, and then the plan is to just do it in bits and sections, like take a small section and then, you know, fix that, plant some stuff and then move on and, and understand where I want things to be. So it's coming up. But right now I'm sitting right next to it. And if I show it to you, you <laughs> very disappointed. <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's great therapy. Mm-hmm. One suggestion I have, like I have a few friends mm. who have amazing gardens, growth, but you know what they do? Some of them sing and play music in the garden to their plants. <laughs> they actually play, and they're not singers or musicians, you know? They don't have the best voices, yeah. but the plants love it. They just grow, grow. I'm telling you, I've seen it twice with two people. And for all I can I tell, they're not doing anything like very different from everybody else. It's just that they talk and sing and, and yeah. music. And just yeah. have this ongoing thing, chemistry with, with that, their plants. And boom, maybe. like you find it. <laughs> maybe I need to change my language with these plants because I'm cussing and swearing when I'm going <laughs> and weeding. And, it's like, and the weeds are growing back much faster than the plants in my grass. 
What was that? That's why it's the swearing. The swearing is being the weeds. Maybe you should try singing and, and have the plants instead. Yeah, and have the beautiful ones. Yeah, grow. Yeah, you make a fine point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard that theory, you know, people speaking to their plants and having conversations and singing to their plants. And dancing. Like Yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. Just like go all out. Anyway. <laughs> Men's I think cup. I'll do that. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. I can't wait. You have to send me pictures of that. Yeah, not just yet. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've recently decided to take a step back, figuratively speaking, to reflect, to reassess, and to work on your new album, <clears throat> which is carving out a new sort of direction for you, or maybe um, taking you back full circle in a way. Has this shift in your creativity been a reflection of a shift in your perspective as an artist and a producer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, if I'm being honest, it actually, you know, it actually worked the other way around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That... You know, but it's the same thing. I, I think, you know, to be an artist, you have to be, you have to, it, it, it has to reflect in everything that you are and everything that you do. So if it doesn't affect, you know, your, even just your everyday perspective, your interactions, your activity, then there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect, you know, and that's what I've just, and that's really what set it off where I felt like in the last few years, you know, we've we've worked really hard, you know, um, fucking boys and everything else that I've been involved with. It's like a lot of just like running around and keeping, trying to keep up and just, you know, very aggressive bulldozing kind of trying to make things happen. And it was something that was at the back of my mind, like this is, this doesn't, this is not fulfilling for me, you know? And that's one thing that kept like, like it was at the back of my mind, like I do not feel as fulfilled as I thought this would make me feel, you know? And so when this lockdown happened, two things happened. It, <clears throat> naturally, it just fed into my, my, uh, my, my introverted, you know, uh, nature, <laughs> you know, to a point where I felt like, is it normal for me to be enjoying being <laughs> at home so much, you know, just like, you know, um, away from just, being out there and just this kind of hectic lifestyle, but also it just really gave me a, a, a chance to, because I had no option. I had to stay at home. I had to be in, in one place and be like, okay, now that this excuse has been taken away from me, this excuse of, Oh, I need to be on the run. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I've got this. I've got to do this. I need to do this. You know, and boom, boom, boom. And I'm just like constantly, constantly, you know, I'm on the flights, I'm on the train or I'm in some session and I'm just like, back and forth it's like if that if that is taken away from me uh, momentarily who am i you know so this is this is a moment for me to really like exist you know in kind of in the calm or in the chaos you know but and so it really it really did and it just made me kind of sit back and look at my everyday routines 
how I've been treating myself, you know, how I've been taking care of myself. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't feel like I'd been very kind to myself, you know what I mean? And really just accepting that, you know, look, man, you're doing enough, but you need to do that properly, you know? And, um, sorry, I got a, I had a phone call come in and I don't know if they, yeah. Did that just, did that interrupt it? No, I just you know, saw um, other guy and, and then he's gone now. So it's fine. You're back. All right. Okay. No problem. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so, and that's what it has been. And Rani, I mean, it's been, it's been a very intense process, you know, just having these conversations even with the band and telling them, look, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, and just really, really just giving myself the opportunity to just look out for myself, you know, in terms of my mental health, the way I've paced my life, my work, my contribution to things, my value, and how I can work smarter, you know what I mean, without exhausting myself all the time and just really find a space where everything I do is from a place of not uh, uh, desperation to kind of to achieve, but just, you know, just a, a calm, inspired state and consistent, you know, and that way you find that you're, you're actually killing two birds with one stone, for lack, for lack of a better phrase, because then I'm, I'm actually making better art, producing better, and I'm in a better state of mind. And that is just on the creative side, but also like what it allowed for me to do with my family was just incredible, you know, just spending so much time you know, with my family, in the, like the nucleus of my children, especially, and just understanding who they've become. All these years of me just running around so much and catching up with them and I love you, daddy, and I love you, baby, and then I have to go again. And it's like, oh, and it's like this, this frantic relationship, almost, you know. Yeah. Some might say, oh, men spends a lot of time with his children, but like the, I just felt like those, those like depths that I could really reach with spending just this calm moments with them, you know what I mean? And so that's, that's been one of the most interesting things, like understanding what kind of students my, my, my children are, you know, what their, what their struggles are in school, um, with the homeschooling and stuff, and really just understanding their characters, you know, it's like they're, they're, they become such individuals, you know? Yeah. And all of this, all of this like reflection and time just, Everything is connected, you know. It just allows you to also look at yourself like, what kind of parent am I? What kind of, you know, person am I when I'm not artisting, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and once you understand those things, you have a better understanding of what your purpose is as an artist, I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's affected, this is like a 360 kind of thing. And I, I'm planning, you know, to, to answer your question quite briefly now, it's like, it's given me time to really plan what I want to do with this album that I've been working on for the last two years and have structure because that's something I felt like I never had because I'm just constantly dedicating my time to other things that I couldn't sit and focus on that. So structure is something that's really been a key, um, a key byproduct for me in these, in this kind of restructuring, you know, so it sounds as if you've had a lot of insights, a lot of, of, of time to, to reflect. Can you tell me, describe, like, what is your vision 
right now? And what is the kind of musical legacy that you want to build based on these new learnings and, and that um, greater connection that you've developed with yourself? The vision for me, more like a goal, the goal for me is to design a way to holistically present my work to the world without falling short on all the elements that I've kind of put to the work, you know what I mean? To be able to really present the work and show all the facets of why I do the things I do and how I've created it in a way that I want people to interact with it and become a mouthpiece for others, you know, with the things that I talk about and the way that I even make the music. That really is, that really is like a big thing for me. And so I'm actually trying to create something that will allow people to, to, to feel like they can, they can take it and allow it to speak for them or they can speak on its behalf. Do you know what I mean? It's, so it's more like a, a gift, but then also I want it to be so like, I want all the facets to be really like there, you know, like what I was doing with the visuals, you know, why I produced it the way I did, why I'm talking about these things and how that's so relatable to others and how others can just take this and be like, this guy, I want to speak on this. I want to take this and I want to speak further on this. So I want to present this in my art form and just like let it inspire a bit more. So I think, you know, I've been through the, oh, we need to be on tour. We need to get the plays on, on, on streaming and do all of this stuff and all of that. But like, I really want to make a real connection this time, you know, with whoever my audience is, you know, it's that connection. And that's one thing, after listening to your first track, which I love, by the way, and I can't ah. wait, I can't wait to, to hear more. After listening to this first track, it occurred to me that, uh, yeah, there's a big difference in the process. I saw that this time around, you actually, what you were just describing, you're inviting your audience into your process. You're asking them to be your partners in a way. And you're also providing them with a platform where their voices and their messages can be heard. And I think Absolutely. the potential for this is huge and amazing because we live in a time where so many people feel that they're unheard and unseen. And, Absolutely. Um, and this, I think, to me, in terms of added value is mind-boggling and amazing so oh man it's it's it, i mean just so you know to, just to add to just to add to it i mean i don't know i'll let you i'll let you ask the question because i i kind of it just triggered I, I something wonder, i wonder because i mean in my experience when we do something like that okay we plan we create a process but then when it's interactive in this way it also affects the process in return and it has a transformative element to it. So I'm curious, this is what I wanted to ask you about. Going through this process with your first track, how is it transforming you or your process? 
this is this is the one time that I feel comfortable with using the word humbling because I <laughs> I I don't like I don't like that word because of especially being Ghanaian, you know, it's like it's been misconstrued a little bit, but in a sense, okay, let me give you an example. When uh when the Black Lives Matter movement um kicked off again these part uh, last few months, a lot of people were looking to creatives and artists and stars and whatnot to kind of step, you know, step up and like speak on things and so on and so forth. And at that point, I was also going through my whole thing and I was like, oh, you know, what we are is just a mouthpiece. Once again, we, we've been placed in a position not to pretend like we know everything so we can speak on things because we've got a million followers and so on and so forth. And, you know, so everything we say matters and so on and so forth. But actually, if we can, we should use our position to allow those who have something to say, those who have unique experiences, those who are the, the, the professionals and the experts in certain things to, to have this platform. And then, so then I become just a vessel for that. And that is, so it's rewarding and humbling to see that, wow, I'm thinking these things like, in I know the bed I'm talking about, you know, my like sleeplessness and anxieties and things like that. And we called on, on my audience to tell us what keeps them up at night. And the things that people started talking about, was like, wow, wow, these guys actually speak my truths better than I could ever put in a song. Do you see what I mean? But I've just been given this opportunity to, <laughs> to share my music with the world. Do you know what I mean? And so let me create this platter and let them just, you know, fill it in. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. And for people to voluntarily just like submit their thoughts, their fears, their dreams, their, you know, their excitements and, you know, and aspirations... Nothing. I don't think anything is more rewarding than that, you know, and to kind of bless my art that way, you know what I mean? And it also gives me, once again, this sense of purpose that you're like, you're doing the right thing. You're, you're, you know, you're, there's something wholesome about this. And this is, you know, I think nothing, nothing can beat it, really. Yeah, I mean, I really understand, you know, the, the fulfillment and, and the high that comes from that. There's nothing yeah. that can actually replace that deep feeling inside of, of rightness. But I'm, I'm also aware that, you know, with every cycle of death and rebirth that we undergo as artists, there is a lot of pain and a lot of challenges that we have to overcome. Uh, yeah. Torture. Like, what, are sort of, of, what are the biggest challenges that you're going through right now? And how are you working on uh, resolving them or dealing with them? Oh, man. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's on so many layers, you know, and you know, people who are in positions to even like on the business front, you know, of like putting the music out, supporting it, labels, all these things who um, who don't necessarily understand or see the vision and are focused on 
numbers and you know the fads and this is what everybody's doing and so on and so forth you know and having to having to deal with these entities because they are like the gatekeepers to an extent you know what i mean it's like it can really it can really really do a number on you and then so you have to find that support system or build you know your your force field of you know with people and things that remind you that what you're doing is bigger than just the, the commerce or you know just the fad or whatnot do you know what i mean and it's just it's a lot i mean even like in this lockdown it's like you know all of my work has ceased you know we had like 30 dates you know all cancelled and so you know you have to reinvent yourself in because you have to make a living you have children responsibilities a home to take care of and so on and so forth and just like you always question yourself like how do i navigate my way through this you know what i mean um but there's always a way i feel there's always a way there's always sacrifices that you have to make but just don't for me it's always like don't forget the end goal because then after that nothing else will matter you know what i mean but there's it's everything it's bad days you know it's a lot of bad days the days where i feel like oof you know the brain does this thing to you as like are you sure you know you'll be surprised you know it's like for me i've been i've been touring for almost 10 years over but i still get nervous when i go on stage so you can imagine that when i'm creating music i'm creating this concept or developing a concept there's still always that self doubts there's these, these demons that are, you know like kind of is this is this good enough or would you think you are you know what i mean like all these kind of, this kind of imposter syndrome that we are all artists have to endure you know what i mean and you have to you really have to have a, a support system or some kind of you know a, a way of fighting fighting this so i mean where do i begin rania it's you know you just have to really find a way to remind yourself that you're onto something and it's bigger than just you know what's before you what yeah yeah definitely i mean having that having that end goal in mind and connecting to it actually i think helps a lot but then on a day to day basis in um i'm talking starting from myself you know mm. uh, it helps when we put in strategies to deal with specific things like what you're talking about just now describing sounds like two different things to me uh one of it is yes that voice that we all have inside which is the inner hater or the inner bully and probably comes from yeah. you know when what we were exposed to when all of that and how to yeah yeah that hey you know the strategies that we put in place to say you know what i mean you can't be the diva you're there you're heard but i'm sorry you don't get the to to you know <laughs> the will to to all the other uh you know uh, uh presences or 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 entities in in my head you just get to say and then there's the other part which you were talking about which is about and uh, you know the anxiety and 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 the 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 doubt the doubt which 
to me, I think, is it? Because yeah. so many of us artists are closet perfectionists. And one of the biggest, I know, like my, <laughs> I had to work years and years, you know, to, to heal my perfectionism. And it's still, I still get the triggers. It's an ongoing wow. process. And it can be, if you allow your perfectionism to, to, you know, be loose and do what it wants, it can literally break your, your legs. It can handicap you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, for me, I actually feel like a big chunk of perfectionism is built on insecurity. I think, I think, because it's like you, you just can't let go, you know, because you're afraid that if you leave one thing unfixed, untouched, there's probably going to be ridicule or, or, or criticism that you're not ready for or just, you know, looking back at it like, oh, this is not good enough and whatever. You know, it's like, listen, it can work for or against you. You know what I mean? I think Fear you should fear. just have like this kind of, you know, this benchmark. You've reached that. It's like, okay, I'm not going to mediocre. I'm not going to be mediocre. Like, and then it's like, once you reach that, it's like, okay, man, so this is, this is it, you know? And Rania, I mean, just to mention, it's like, can you imagine like in a time like this, where it's like, you're stuck inside, you're losing friends. Like a few of my friends have died to COVID-19. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter. There's yeah. like, you know, just this rise of, I don't know if, you know, what to believe with like, you know, far rights and just like, you know, and abuse and violence and just like stress and anxiety both within the, you know, the nucleus and, you know, with family and worrying about my parents because they're quite old. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot to really just, just, you know, have on your shoulders and still be able to cut through all of that, you know, and deal with your own, your own things, you know, and then worry for my kids. And it's a lot, it's a lot. But once again, you know, you, it's, it's like that's when you realize that people are so important in our lives and, you know, family structures and good friends and good conversations and good wine. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so talking about relationships, relationships, collaborations, which yeah. relationships have been the most empowering to you? Or collaborations as an artist. Oof. Hey, this is, you know, it's very sad to say that you know, a big chunk of all my friends are like musicians, or you know, I don't know. Sometimes you know, you kind of conflate the two. Are they acquaintances who make music of the, you know, the light mind, or you know, or but um, I think my, my favorite kind of collaborations always has to come from what we are outside of the music, what our beliefs, what our principles are, you know, what people bring to the table, you know, work ethic, um, how we... Um, 
inspire each other, how inspiring individuals are. And I have quite a few. I mean, uh, I, I've been lucky to be surrounded by highly inspired people. And I can't pinpoint like which has been, you know, the, the most incredible. I mean, the making of the album, you know, from, crea- from its creation with all the musicians who kind of uh, uh, just brought their, their, you know, their skills to it. You know, it's like, it's so mind blowing. And I think, I think I was speaking to, to you about this. It's just like when people bring their skills to the table and you're like, wow, I have so much to learn, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there are amazing humans, you know, and then it's like, you realize that this musician actually is a world-class in his own little backyard carpenter. And I'm like, ah, oh, please forget about the music. You know, what are these other things that you do? You know, so for me, I'm usually more inspired by the other things that people bring to the table, you know, of people like people's thoughts and opinions on like world politics, religion, culture, sex, gender, race, all these things, you know, it's like, that's really where the magic is, you know? So I find it hard to, so I, I think to, to answer your question, the attempt to answer your question, I think, just the people who bring all the other things apart from what actually we're there for. You know, the people who bring the most random things, you know, and it's like all of them from One Love to Andras to Irena Donati, yourself. It's like, you know, I mean, you and I, like when we sit down and speak, it's like, I, I'm just like, boy, you know, there are some really beautiful humans on this planet and I see why they make the arts they make or how, you know, you know, how they, how they've, they've gotten to this point where they are, you know? And so it's all the other things that these creatives bring and not just their art, not just the, the drawing or, you know, the playing of the piano or mixing or stuff like that. You know, it's just all these, for me, I think, I don't know if I've answered your question, but you know. Oh, it's not like they're never <laughs> wrong or right here, you know that. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so thank you. I mean, it's it's always beautiful to to hear. I think, and and what and one of the very big problems is that um, we've been trained or the media is sort of bipolar. You know, it's either this or that. It's not about every thought is valid, every perspective. If you listen deeply to it and you try to connect to the person, there is a point of growth that can happen and you don't have yeah. to really agree. And I would, you know, I, I, so from that perspective, every thought you have, I appreciate and every doesn't mean that we don't change our thoughts or we don't grow. And mm. growth is the only healthy way, I think, to move forward. You know, we learn and we grow and, and we connect and it, it, it can transform us. But then it doesn't mean that uh, what was said or what was felt at any given point in time was not relevant. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. Um, mm-hmm. There's just this, 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 this lockdown has been, you know, has, ah, oh man, it's, 
it's really brought me closer to a lot of people who I thought I was close to, but gotten the opportunity to see another side of them, you know, family members, my cousin Ryan Mutombo, who were just like, we would have late night conversations and for instance, like somebody like Mutombo, who's just like this restless soul who's like constantly on the move, you know, having to sit down in one space and just talk about things and develop skills and things like that. It's just like. I think that's the only way for us to become the change. This is, I was talking to Neo as well yesterday. We have, if we don't like what we're seeing, if we don't like what we're hearing, if we don't like that single narrative that everything is driving us towards, like we have a single narrative and a forest doesn't have a single narrative. An ocean doesn't have a single narrative. Your human body, you know, it's, what do you do? You, you, you don't fight it. You just become the change. And I think that's the yeah. only yeah. thing yeah. that is really yeah. how do we become that change? And yeah, Motombo is just, is such a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> He really is. He really is. And, you know, just to, to add to what you're saying, it's like, speaking of change, I, I didn't realize that there was a part of me that felt like the older I became, the less change I could make, which is such a horrible thing, you know, to kind of <laughs> harbor at the back of your mind, you know? Because I feel like, oh, well, I'm too old now to learn something, some new skills, or to really take another look at this miseducation, you know? Really, I, you know, I find, I, I consider myself somebody who's open-minded and, you know, I want to read things in front of, but I, there's this thing, you know, that you consciously have to address, you know? So this thing that you're talking about being the change that you, that you want to be is like, you really have to consciously address it, I, I feel, for me. Like, I really had to ask myself some really important questions like, you know, especially as, as a, as a, you know, as a musician, sometimes our art form is very age sensitive. It has these kind of expiry dates and things. Oh, he's too old to be rapping. You know, so it's just like, you know, in the history of, of hip hop music, there isn't, you know, we only now, we only now have 40 year old plus it's rappers or musicians. Do you mean like, it's very exactly in a way, you know, produce a product. There's a specific line of, of, of developing that product. There's another line for distributing that product. Uh, it has a shelf life and just yeah. turn and turn and turn and what you were describing yeah. as running. Yeah. But then yeah. how does it have to be this way? We're choosing for it to be this way. Yeah. You know, it's, and ultimately we forget sometimes when we're running it's very easy to forget that, hey, wait a minute. I have a choice. Like, yeah. why, why is somebody just yeah. driving me? You know? And yeah. This is it. This is it. This is, this is it. It's like, I'm going to stop now and just like pace it all out, you know? And just, just really just approach this a little bit differently, you know? These, and it's, it's a lot, you know? And it's about stopping to listen to all the people that we've labeled as 
uh, like, you know, liberals and far, whatever, far right and far left and extreme left, extreme right. And what it's like, nah, man, they can't be just that. There's, these are humans who are trying to get something across. You know, it's time we did a bit more listening to each other and see what's the core of this thing. Because ultimately, human beings all want the same thing. Ultimately. You know. It's a, it's, it's, it's a learning process. And I'm nowhere near, you know, of being like a halfway transformation, but I'm enjoying the, the process, you know. Mm-hmm. Just the process is all about the process. Yeah, man. I mean, all of us, you know, is so much to learn. So one last yeah. question, Mensa. Yes. If you could ask your 70-year-old self a question, what would it be? My 17 or 70-year-old self? 78. You were just saying, you know, you didn't want that time limit. <laughs> this is your opportunity. You're 70, you know. What do you ask that guy? The cool 70-year-old who's still going and who... Oh, man. Um, did you finally make that piece of art that... A few questions. I have, I have to ask a few yeah, questions. Yeah, go, go. Yeah. Did you smoke a joint with your children once? <laughs> Once they became of age. <laughs> the other question is like, how, did you make that album that you always wanted to make? Because as it is, I haven't made it. You know, did you finally make that or, or are you still making it? Mm-hmm. You know, and are you still enjoying what you used to do? The thing that brought you joy, you know, I, I, I always wonder, you know, like if I'm ever going to make that piece of art or whatever, my gift to the world, but it's just like, that's, thank you. Thank you world for allowing me to, you know, to, to share this with you, you know, and not to, not to um, disqualify or to um, discredit what I've done in the past, but you know, I, I always want to do more. So I really want to kind of look at that 70 year old, like, you know, how much more have you given to the world? And did you smoke that? <laughs> <laughs> when your when your girls turned 20, did you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that all really is just to kind of, I think that just symbolizes what kind of relationship mm-hmm. I have with my children because I'm trying to have, it's tough, you know, because you always, you know, your parents, the voice of your parents always creep up into your throat mm-hmm. when you're, parenting you know and so I always want to figure out what kind of parents I, I, I I'll become when my children are like have been let out into the world you know what I mean on their own and how I've really affected them how I've influenced them and inspired them it's so important to me that you know so what kind of parent um I I was or I am is it's important to me I think that in itself is an art, you know what I mean? I feel, I feel. And it's a creative art as well. So this is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Mansa, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, Rania, thank you. thank you. Thank you for listening. Think thank about you. Those thank you for having me. I think we could all afford to ask ourselves the same questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, you know, I've seen you and I'm like, I want a bit of that, you know. I've, you know. I would have been a bad self. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Let's let's do this more often, even off camera, and have these really inspiring conversations. It's great therapy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you too. All right. Talk soon. Right. Yes. Yes. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. You too. Bye. <laughs>